name is Jennifer Beltoff, and I welcome you to the Soul Circle Podcast. Thank you for being here with me. I so appreciate you listening and leaving comments and asking questions. It has also been a wonderful opportunity getting to connect more deeply with you in the Soul Circle community space. If you haven't joined yet, I highly encourage you to come on by. It's a space off of social media where we continue the conversation. We also embark on different creative adventures together and connect. The link is below. So please pop on by, say hello and introduce yourself. We cannot wait to meet you. All right. In today's podcast, we are going to be talking all about self-care. What it, ah, gosh, what it means to take care of yourself, what it looks like, and how do you find the time to actually do it? I think that is probably one of our biggest barriers is we just don't think we have the time to do it. Plus, exciting news, I am also hosting my very first giveaway. So stay tuned throughout the episode to hear me talk about it. But first, before we begin, I just want to take a moment to update you on the progress of my January challenge. If you listened to last week's episode, you heard me talk about looking for a way to stretch myself this month, to really commit to doing something and doing one single thing every day for the entire month of January. And what I chose to do for this month is to run at least one mile every day. The reason I chose this as my challenge is because I love running. A mile is attainable for me to do. I can do it in under 10 minutes. And it really challenges me, especially this time of year where it's dark and it's cold and I just want to hibernate. It challenges me to get out the door and get some fresh air. And my body, it needs the fresh air. It thrives on it. I know I feel so much better after I'm outside. So here we are in January, and I am proud to admit that I have stayed committed. Oh, so exciting. For only a few days have I probably gone over that mile. Most days I'm staying at the mile. But I've done it. I've showed up. I got myself out the door. And can I tell you, it, it's only how many days? And it's been a little bit of a struggle sometimes to really just get out the door. I am not a fan of running in the cold, covering my ears, figuring out what are the right clothes to wear. My nose is running. I just, I don't like it. But I never, ever, ever regret it after I do it. And working from home, I can tell you, has probably definitely made this challenge being able to be accomplished a lot more attainable. I prefer getting it done in the morning before I do anything else because then it's not weighing over me all day thinking, oh, I need to run and then I need to shower and I need to figure it out. So I try to do it first thing in the morning. I have been working out and then heading out the door and it really feels so good. I've been able to squeeze it in right before a meeting since I'm working from home. And it really has reduced my time of endless scrolling because 
I was finding myself waking up in the morning, picking up my phone and just scrolling and scrolling. And now instead of doing that, I'm watching the clock and I'm thinking, okay, I worked out. I need to be at work at this time. I have the time. Go get out the door now. If I don't do it now, I won't be able to do it until later. And so it's really pushed me in that way. And uh, it's only a mile, right? Like that's not a lot for me to do. I'm a runner. I've run marathons. But this challenge wasn't even about running for me. It's more about that consistently showing up, pushing myself out the door and just getting out there. And I feel so good already. So I can't wait to see how I'm going to feel after the 30 days. What about you? Did you choose something that you wanted to challenge yourself with this week? I know I saw some people in the community space were talking about walking. Others were talking about just doing something creative each day, which is so cool. I mean, because all these things, they don't have to take a lot of time, especially when you're trying to commit to something every day. You can't choose something that's going to take a lot of time. Otherwise, you'll never do it. If I chose that I had to run three miles, Every day, that is way more of a time commitment. And I would come up with a million reasons why and never be able to fit it into my schedule. But we can all find something that we can do for 10 minutes. So that's my mile. If you're doing something, please come over to the community space and share it with us so that we can hold each other accountable, cheer each other on, and just know that we're not doing it alone. We are all in this challenge together, whether you're doing walking, creating, writing, whatever, we're all doing something together. Now, I had a question come up asking if I am still running any races or if I have anything planned. Now, I have to tell you, I love running races. There's just... I don't do it for time. I don't do it to win. I don't do it for any of that. But there's this excitement to me about being in community with other runners. And the other thing that really gets me is the crowd. I don't know why. Sometimes I even tear up. I remember I was running a race with a bunch of people from work years ago. And it was like a corporate run. So all different corporations were getting together to do this run. And there was this one hill that was just like relentless. And one single man standing out there by himself was cheering every single person on, just saying, you got this, keep going one foot in front of the other. And oh, like there, this one guy just made, pushed me to get up that hill and just amazing. To me, the crowd makes running so much better. And here's a tip. If you ever, ever are running a marathon, put your name on your shirt on the front. Because when people see your name, they will start to cheer it and say it, and it will be fuel for you to just keep moving forward. There was moments in the New York City Marathon when they started to cheer my name and saying, go Jennifer, go Jennifer. And like, I would acknowledge that I heard them. And then all of a sudden, an entire city block is cheering for me. And I I mean, I get chills even today, like thinking about it because it is just so, so cool. 
So I have to tell you, if you ever go to a race and you are cheering people on, it matters and it makes such a difference to the people that are running. So please keep it up. Now, because of COVID and everything going on this year, I didn't run any races and I don't really have anything planned coming up because I don't know what the world is going to look like. There's this little voice in my head that still tells me I want to run the marathon again. I don't know. It's a big undertaking. So we'll see if that ever comes into fruition. But recently, a lot of the races I have been running, I've been doing it because I'm running with family. So I have run with my brothers, with my aunts, with some of my cousins, and now even my nieces and nephews, which is actually probably the best. And so I don't know what will happen in the future, but I do hope to run more races and doing races with my nieces and nephews. My one niece is 11 and she really enjoys running. And we have run a couple of races together. And oh, I just, I just love having that opportunity to have that experience together. It takes it to this whole other level. And then also, again, when we're talking about the crowd, like seeing family out there cheering for you, it's just, oh, I love it. I absolutely love it. So hopefully there will be some races in the future. We'll see what comes up, but I'm really not, I'm not so sure. We have to kind of see what happens, right? Now, if you have a question for me, please drop me a note. You can send me a message on Instagram, an email, or even contact me through my website. But I would love to hear whatever questions you have. And for me, running is definitely a form of self-care. And it's not about trying to get into shape. It's not anything about that when it comes to running for me. But it really just helps me clear my mind. Why I'm running, I'm working things out in my head. I have music on, I'm singing. I get ideas for writing. I get ideas for creating. It's really this great way for me to work through things, to release, to get rid of stress. And I just love it. And I know that self-care is kind of like this crazy big buzzword. And it's going to look different for all of us. Like, Running, it's, running is a form of self-care for me, but it doesn't mean that it's going to be that for you. We all have different things that nurture us and fuel us and make us feel better. So it's really about thinking about what is that word self-care mean for you. And self-care is really this regular, intentional process of devoting yourself to Sustaining your health, sustaining your mental health, your physical health, and feeling good. Because after we do self care, we feel good. And I got to tell you, it's not just this woo woo, oh, we need to have self care. There's science backed behind it, like saying that it is needed. So remember that it's also scientific and it's going to come in. So many forms, so many. It could be practicing self-compassion for yourself. Maybe getting more sleep or better nutrition or even drinking more water. 
spending time with people you love, just having fun, doing things that bring you joy, and also eliminating those distractions that are sucking the joy from you. And we all know and all have those distractions in our life. But there's also this kind of hazy cloud over self-care, right? Because when you think of the word self-care, do you immediately get like this pit in your stomach and think, oh, I, I, I don't have the time for this, or it's selfish. I, I can't do that. Because that's a very real thought. We spend so much time taking care of others that we forget about ourselves. We think we don't have the time to take care of ourselves. We think we need to put others before us. But think about the last time you were on a plane. And now this was probably a while ago for some of us, right? But when the flight attendant is doing their safety procedures, they always, always, always tell you what? To put on your own oxygen mask first. And I know it sounds totally cliche, right? But oh my goodness, it is so, so important. Just think about it, just for even a second. Imagine you're on a plane with your loved ones and something goes wrong. The oxygen mask drops from the ceiling, but you don't put yours on. Instead, you're choosing to help everyone around you and you're doing everything you can for them. How long do you think you could sustain that? How long do you think to keep going without oxygen? I don't think it's going to be that long, right? But if you stopped first, put on your own oxygen mask, and then turned to help people, do you think you could do it a little bit longer? Do you think you would have more focus, be sharper? It makes a huge difference to choose you first before anyone else in that instance, right? Put on your oxygen mask, then turn to help. And think about this in like your everyday life. What would happen if you woke up and you didn't drink any water all day? And you didn't take time to really eat anything that was nourishing or just kind of snacking on chips and cookies. How would you feel? How would you be treating the people around you? What version of yourself would be showing up in that moment? Now, I know for myself, ooh, that would not be the version you would want to be around. I would be cranky, so cranky. And you, you wouldn't want to be around me. I just know it, you know? We need to fill our tanks so that we can have the energy and the right mind frame and be in a better place. Because when our tanks are full, we show up as the best versions of ourselves. And isn't that what we all want, right? To show up in the world as the best versions of ourselves. That's what we want. But in order to do that, in order to get there, you really have to take the time to take care of you, to do what it is that brings you joy, makes you happy, nourishes your heart, helps your mind. That's it, right? For me, self-care, let's see what it looks like for me. Definitely moving my body. 
I can always feel when I don't move my body in some way that I'm a little on edge, a little cranky, like the movement helps me. And really it's not for the getting in shape. It's just the endorphins of it, the pumping the blood through me, the, I just, I love it. Love it in all different forms. It could be running, riding my bike, weightlifting, even just going for a walk. Like love that. So that is definitely self-care to me is moving my body. Another one is reading. I love to read. Before the pandemic hit, oh, how I love just strolling the aisles of the library and picking out books to read. So that is definitely another form of self-care for me. Along with getting outside, fresh air is fuel to my soul. So even just taking a minute to get up from my desk, walk outside, even if it's cold, feel the air, breathe it in. I am instantly refreshed, instantly. During the spring, summer, fall, I took my laptop and worked outside. And I got to tell you, I was doing the same exact work as I was doing inside, but a hundred times happier because of the fresh air. Amazing. Like for me, total fuel for me. Another form of self-care for me, of course, is writing. You probably know that. I absolutely love to write. And then even pulling tarot cards in the morning, like pulling those cards just makes me happy, grounds me, fills me with joy. And you see all the things that I just mentioned, like they don't take a lot of time. Self-care isn't about spending hours and hours doing something. Gosh, no. It can be the smallest, tiniest thing that fills you up. A cup of tea or coffee in the morning. Making your bed. Oh, that's one for me, right? Washing your face. Like, what is that small thing that you do that brings you joy? What could it look like for you? Take a moment and just think, like, what is it that fills your well? And it could be so different from all the things that I named. And that's amazing. And that's awesome. Because it's not going to look the same for all of us. It definitely is not. And are there things that you think like, oh, I want to do this. But then you put it on the back burner because you look at your to-do list and you say, oh, I'll do that later. Or also for me, I know I have found that. Like, for example, even the running. Like I want to do it, but it takes so much energy for me to just get out the door and motivate myself to open the door and walk out that sometimes in the past I was not doing it. So are there things that you're not doing because of the energy it takes just to show up in them? One major form of self-care for me, which I was really able to sink into this past year has been being in community. And I can tell you with that, there was definitely times when it took a lot of energy for me to show up, for me to say, okay, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be in it. But I can tell you 100%, I always walked away with something, always walked away glad that I did show up. Even though it might've took so much for me to get there, Leaving my well 
totally filled up. So glad that I did it. And after I do any form of self-care, I just enter the world happier, right? And when you have this happiness, when you do something for you, and now you're going back into your space, you're going to be around your family, you're going to be around your friends or your coworkers or even strangers in the store, you are this happier version of yourself and that energy is coming out of you. And then there's this ripple effect because people feel that energy and they feed off of it. And you're way more pleasant to be around and you are just creating this, gosh, this ripple effect of positivity, which is so what the world needs, right? And we think, oh, self-care is selfish. It's not because look at that ripple effect. Look what happens. Self-care is so deeply needed because if you don't do it and you now are showing up as the version of yourself that you're not so proud of. People are feeling that energy too. And that's creating a ripple effect. Which would you rather? The effect that is lifting people up or the one that's dragging them down? Of course, the one that is lifting people up. But how do we do it, right? We want to do it. We have the best of intentions. But the follow through. Ugh is where we fall flat. I know I'm pretty bad at following through. I can have the absolute best intentions, but then don't do it. I think it really starts with giving ourselves permission. Permission to invest in you. To take care of yourself. To carve out time to take breaks to carve out time to do things that might not have a monetary value. It might not have, you might not see progress coming from it, but you, but there is progress happening. Because here's the thing with self-care, and I want you to remember this, you are worth it. You are so worth it. Show up in it, do it. And know that it doesn't have to take a lot of time. Even just five minutes is huge. Absolutely huge. One way that I really started getting into self-care years ago was through what I call like mini self-care moments. You know, these mini moments where I was going to decide to just do something for myself. And one of the biggest things that I did was meditation. And that was really when I started getting into meditation. Because what I love about meditation is you don't need anything. All you need is yourself. And you can do it anywhere. Really, anywhere. I have meditated in my bathroom while my shower was heating up. I've done it sitting in my car on my lunch break at work. Sitting outside, I've even done it like at the kitchen table. You can do it anywhere. And what really helped me to learn that meditation isn't about quieting and clearing your mind, because a lot of us think that like you need to clear your mind needs to be blank. But that, I mean, come on, that's impossible. The mind is oh 
always going. We're never going to have a blank, clear mind. But really, meditation is about being present and less distracted. So those thoughts are going to come, recognize them, let them go. And what really helped me to do this and become better at meditating and just grounding myself into it is the app Headspace. Have you ever heard of it? It's pretty, pretty cool. They have all different meditations on there and even starting ones to really help you begin and learn how to meditate. And then there's more advanced ones and they will guide you through it. So it's, you're not just sitting there in silence because when you're first learning to meditate, sitting in that silence could feel super uncomfortable. But they really, really guide you through it. And it's super cool because they just released a new series on Netflix. I don't know if you've seen it yet, but there are eight episodes and each one is a different topic. And I highly recommend it because it's cool to have the visuals to watch because starting out, it's hard to just sit, silence, nothing going on, nothing to look at. But the way their little graphics and what they say really helps you to just ground into yourself and start learning how to just be in the moment. The episodes range, I think, about like 18 to 25 minutes, it might be. And so that's a lot for like starting out meditating. But the way that they're guiding you through and since you're watching it, it doesn't feel so overwhelming. So I really recommend that you check it out and see if it's something that you gravitate towards too. And I want to encourage, right, these mini moments that you can take time for yourself. And so for my first giveaway, I am giving away a $30 gift card to Netflix. So whether you have the subscription already, you can add this on and it will be a credit. Or if you don't have Netflix and want to check out the Headspace program, you can do it. So all you will need to do is head over to my Instagram, which is at jbeltoff. I have it linked below. And on the post where I talk about this week's podcast, just tag a friend that you think would enjoy the episode. And each friend you tag will give you another entry. I just really believe so deeply in self-care. And I know that when I don't do it, I just don't feel great physically. I'm not happy. I feel off. I feel a bit lost. And so I really want to encourage you to take the time for self-care. And I feel like the Headspace program is a great way to introduce yourself to it. And I want you to know that it's not selfish. You are so, so, so worth it. Like say that out loud. I am worth it. Take the time to do it. And remember, it doesn't have to be long. It doesn't have to be this big grand gesture. It can be these mini moments, stepping outside for fresh air, putting your phone down, or maybe just calling a friend to chat and check in. Now, you know, I always love to give a writing prompt during my episode. So for this one, I really am going to invite you to explore self-care and truly give yourself the permission to do it. 
So in your notebook, I want you to physically write a permission slip. Remember when you were in like third grade and your parents had to fill out the permission slip for you to go on a field trip? That's the kind of permission slip that we're writing. But you're writing a permission slip for self-care for yourself. Now, my permission slip says, I, Jennifer Beltoff, give myself permission to do at least one thing a week that fuels me, brings me joy, and nourishes my soul. And I signed it and I dated it. Don't forget to sign it because that's really committing and saying, yes, I am doing it. And then under your permission slip, write down different ideas of things that are self-care for you, many moments that you can do. Years ago, when I was going through a really hard time, just feeling depressed, not feeling myself, I was struggling. And I just, I couldn't pull myself out of the funk, you know? Have you ever felt that way where you just, you don't feel yourself? And so I had this idea where I wrote down different self-care things that I could do easily, things that didn't take a lot of time, didn't require me to really go anywhere. It had to do with things that I already had on hand. And I wrote them on separate little slips of paper that I tucked into individual envelopes and sealed. And then whenever I was feeling down or just deeply unmotivated, I forced, and I got to tell you, forced myself to pull an envelope and do whatever it said on there. And some of the things that were on there were like, um, pull out watercolors and play with them for five minutes. Uh, pick up a book and read, I also think I had. Go outside and walk around the block was definitely one. And text or call a friend. And so all those things could be done so easily. And I really used them to really push myself to do something that would fill me up. Because when you're struggling, sometimes it can be really super hard to know what should I do. But if you're almost forced to be like, oh, I need to follow whatever this paper says, it gives you that extra nudge, right? It takes off the pressure that you don't have to figure it out. It's almost like someone telling you, you must do this and then do it. Oh, so self-care. Know that it's necessary. Know that you're worth it. And know that it doesn't have to take a lot of time. I thank you so much for being here and listening. I am grateful for you. Please come over to the community space. Introduce yourself. All this week, we're going to be exploring self-care. So you'll have the opportunity to hear from other people in the community. Hear ways that they're taking care of themselves and you can share ways that you do. And also don't forget to head over to my Instagram to enter the giveaway. And I look forward to being here with you again next week. So enjoy the week ahead. I hope it's wonderful and amazing and I will see you next Sunday. Bye-bye.